Hello, this is Aaron. Thank you for tuning in to the Church Discussions Podcast. I hope you're blessed and well. If this is your first time tuning in, I want to say thank you so much for listening. This is a resource for growth in your understanding of the scriptures. I encourage you to follow the Instagram for more content and feel free to share this podcast with your family and friends. So today I have a very special guest with me. This is a good friend of mine that I've known for quite some time. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Yeah, um, my name is Edward Orozco. I um, currently attend Praise Chapel. I have for 10 plus years now. I've known Aaron the entire time that I've uh, attended the church. I uh, had the privilege of serving with him in uh, the same connect group, his wife, his family. And I just would add that um, they've been a, a, a great example to me and my family of just their service uh, sacrifice their uh, their perseverance, and I'm happy to be here. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. Um, me and and uh, you, you prefer to be called Edward, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I always call you. I've always called you Eddie. <laughs> but uh, we've uh, always loved just talking about the Bible and fellowshipping over the years, and he's been a blessing to me and have really helped me grow in my understanding of the of the Word of God as well. So, yeah, man, just thanks for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. And uh, t- so today we're going to be talking about, we're going to be discussing different approaches to studying the Bible. I have an episode entitled, Why and How to Study the Word of God. And I've realized that the episode got the most plays out of all the episodes that I've recorded. I, I know that people have a desire to understand the Bible. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to consistently have discussions with people who I know study the word of God and who know how to study uh, God's word. And we're going to just talk about different approaches to studying the Bible, different resources that, that we might use when it comes to studying the word. And hopefully you're blessed by this episode. Uh, so let's go ahead and start off first. Would you go ahead and just tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do? I know you kind of mentioned a little bit already, but yeah. Uh, so I've, I've come to praise chapel for um, oh, 10 plus years um, my children serve in the ministry there. My family serves in the ministry. Uh, I serve in the ministry myself. Uh, I've served with you in a connect group. I've served in different connect groups that started up. Um, and I've left the church for a while. I've come back. I, I, I work uh, in, in the freight industry, basically just drive a, drive a lift. Um, and um, so, yeah, I have three kids. They, they mainly all serve in the church. And I've had the privilege of uh, teaching in the ministry for the last, let's say, five years. I've been really uh, more uh, serious about studying the Word of God, and I think that's when me and you started having these conversations of uh, just, you know, how to divide the the, the the Word and things like that. Yeah, that's really good. So let me ask you the first first question: Why do you think studying the Bible is important? Uh, why do I think it's important? Uh, because you can't call yourself a follower of the Lord or a Christian disciple if you don't adhere to the outline of Christianity. Uh, just in general, uh, the uh, the Bible tells us that we're to uh, be faithful in our in the ministry of the Word. Uh, the Bible tells us that it's food for for us, spiritual food that um, that we should love the Lord our God with all our minds. Right, so. Just uh, just through explicit uh, commandment from the Word of God, uh, the, the the Bible teaches us that it, it is important to spend time 
looking into the word, meditating on it, reading it, sharing it. Uh, so that's why I think it's important. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I know the scriptures do make it clear that we are to crave after the word of God, that we're to yearn after the word. And um, so my next question would be, is studying the Bible for everyone or should we just read it? I would say studying the word of God in my view is for everyone. I don't think everyone's going to start off as a new convert uh, studying the word of God the way that, you know, somebody like you would. I, I don't think everyone's going to start off that way, but I do think it is for everyone. Just uh, looking back in my own um, experience, when I first uh, came to Christianity and I started reading the Bible, I didn't study the word of God the way I do now. I would open up the Bible. I would open up a notebook and I would just simply write out my thoughts. I would read through books of the Bible and I would just simply write out my thoughts. And I wish I had some of those notebooks now, like from 10 years ago, I, I would probably read them and probably laugh at myself for how many things I got wrong. But but I think uh, I think everyone to some degree does study. They just wouldn't uh, consider it that. Uh, maybe the you know, certain type of church they're in doesn't, maybe the culture is not really centered around study. But I think the difference between uh, studying and, and reading is, for one, reading is just getting familiar with the content of, of what's in the Bible, the different books, different settings, uh, all, all, all types of things. Studying is more looking into a particular, a particular uh, portion of Scripture. So I think, uh, like Peter says in First Peter, we're, uh, we're to desire the pure milk of the word. I think that comes you know, naturally with true conversion. You, you desire to read the Bible to know what's in it, right? But then he, but then the Bible also talks about, I think it's Paul that says that we should be teaching by this time, right? So, and he talks about solid food. So I think as, as we mature and, and as we read the Bible, there's things that, uh, that are a little more difficult to understand. So as we mature, we're going to desire to dig into those things so, so that we, you know, because there's just an appetite there now. So I think uh, I think it is um, important for everyone to study. I don't I don't think everyone studies the same, but I do think it's important. Would you say that you would be limiting yourself by never ever getting into studying the Word of God? Yes, I, I would. I, and the reason, like the verse that I brought up earlier, uh, "Love the Lord your God with all your mind." Right? He says all your mind. Now, you know, obviously, no one's going to start you know their first day, you know, studying the Word of God with all their mind. Because we're limited, right? It's like, um, I, I like I tell my 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 own children, when they're reading the Bible, I say the reason why you get tired after reading maybe a couple minutes, is because your capacity for reading is 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 low. It's like any other muscle in your body, right? If you start working out, you start training a certain muscle, like that muscle will fail a lot uh, sooner than someone else who's been working out for a, a long time. Yeah. So when we find ourselves getting, you know, tired when we're st- when we're reading, falling asleep, it's because our we 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 have a the, our mental capacity is is limited. Hmm. But in order to, to to grow that, we need to we 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 need to train ourselves and discipline ourselves to study. So I think if if we're not um if if we never get to studying the Word of God, then we do limit ourselves. Like we 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 stay using the bare minimum capacity of our minds yeah i would i would compare it to putting a cap on yourself right to where you only grow to a certain amount right and i and my my belief is this is you know i agree with you if if we're new to christianity you know i would say get familiar with the text you know i know in my own personal life what i did is i started reading you know 
a few verses here and there. And then as time went on, as the months and the years went on, I, I developed an appetite for the word. Mm -hmm. And I had a desire to, to study the scriptures. You know, I, I wanted to understand what Paul meant, you know, when he said, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. Or, you know, what, what Jesus meant in, in the scriptures. You know, I wanted to understand what it meant. And obviously there is, you know, there is this distinguishing factor, I think, in a believer between just knowing something and actually living it out. So the goal is to always live it out, right? It's not just about just learning this stuff like in a, in a classroom, you know, I'm just learning this information, but it's actually the information needs to get through the mind mm -hmm. in order to get to the heart. Would you agree with that? Uh, yes, I, I, I do agree with that. Uh, and I would add that. Um, so so the Bible talks about being puffed up with knowledge. And I think that's what you're you're uh, yeah. referring to is like when we read just to, you know, have knowledge so that when there's a, a Q&A, you can raise your hand and you can say, oh, I know, you know, like I, 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 I know that scripture. I know that verse. That's just being puffed up with knowledge. And I've been there. I think a lot of uh, new converts, you know, go through that phase where they will just want to know a lot of things. And but just like you said, it's it, it doesn't really uh, it amounts to nothing if 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 it doesn't filter through the heart and it doesn't filter through our actions right so like i i would add like when i was preparing to, to come here i was thinking about like okay you know the methods that i used to study somebody can use those same methods but not be affected by the truth of the word of god and, and only uh how would you say only acquire knowledge right yeah but but they're not but the truth is not actually affecting their the the condition of their heart um the way they view uh, morality, uh, different things like that. Uh, so, so yes, I, I think the goal is always to, uh, for the word of God to affect, you know, our, our, our being yeah. to affect, uh, the way we are, our, our psychological, um, condition, you know, like yeah. the, the way, the way we think and stuff like that. Yeah. I think even if you notice all throughout the new Testament, the way Paul writes his letters in Romans, he spends the first 11 chapters expounding on doctrine, right? Mm -hmm. So he doesn't get practical until chapter 12. Mm -hmm. So most of Romans is this is what we believe. These are the doctrines. He's expounding on theological information, you know, and I know that most people, if they were to listen to Paul today, or I wouldn't say most people, but many people in our culture there, it's almost like there is this uh, neglect of anything intellectual, mm -hmm. you know? And I, I wouldn't say that most people, I, I, you know, that's the wrong wording, but I would say that there is a lot of people who avoid any type of theology, any type of study, any type of intellectual labor when it comes to Christianity or when it comes to the Bible. When Paul, I honestly believe that if he was here in our day, he would still be preaching the same way that he was preaching back in the first century. Right. He'd be expounding on doctrine. He'd be spending all of his time just explaining the different doctrines and theological uh, ideas and then what he does is he explains, look at now that you understand this as a response to this, this is how we are to live, you know? So I, I just think that if we, if we skip the doctrine, if we skip the, the, you know, the theology and just jump right into, Hey, here's the tips on a better life. Then it just becomes moralistic living. Right. Would you agree with that? Um, I would agree with that. I, uh, for the most part, I, I, I would add that i think a, a lot of people um to some degree are standoffish when it comes to like even the word theology right yeah 
or uh, studying your Bible. And, and I think to some degree that has a lot to do with, like, let, let's say a teacher, so somebody that, that has the gift of teaching and he, or, or they hold the office of teaching, but they're very um, rigid when it comes to presenting uh, how, how people should desire it, right? Yeah. They're, they're, they're kind of uh, legalistic, right? Like, like, so I wouldn't walk by like a new convert who's sitting in the church with a cup of coffee with their Bible that doesn't have no references, no, no uh, historical background, right? Yeah. I wouldn't walk up and say, hey, you're not studying right. Yeah. But, but I think to some degree, uh, certain teachers have, have given off that. And so it kind of turns people off to it. Yeah. Not only that, but it's a culture. Like, so I grew up, I, I didn't grow up reading books. And it, you know it's 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 a shame, and so now as a parent, I I, I do my best to uh, encourage and kind of uh, kind of uh, spur my kids to read. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I don't do it in a way where it's just from the top down, just authoritative. You better read read this book, you know, right? I I, I explain to them like readers are successful people for the most part, right? They're able to uh, process information that they receive. They're able to think through their issues, stuff like that. So I, I think it's 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 cultural, right? And, and I think it it it, ta- it happens, it takes place in, in at, at the grassroots level, right? Yeah. So in my experience, like I've sat down with other guys, I wasn't trying to teach them, I was just trying to hang out with them, study the Word of God, and and show them my methods, and they would show me some of their some of their methods, some of their resources, like, and in that way, like it kind of influences like like a culture where people are are uh, more inclined. Yeah more 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 receptive to to theology to studying the word of god right to setting time apart i i say this to my own kids i i i say this to i said this to people in the past like whatever you have to do to get a grip on the word of god that's what you have to do like if you got to go buy a a a venti frappuccino with extra sugar (laughs) just so you can stay up right yeah just do it you know because people 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 don't have a mental capacity to to study the word of god But whatever it takes, you know, if you have to go, if you have to go to the beach and you have to, you know, sit at a bench and be near the ocean while you're reading your Bible, like whatever it takes, right? Just get a grip on on the things of God and and, and on the Word of God. And, and I think, uh, I think what you were saying earlier about um, Paul's method of teaching and preaching, uh, uh, I think that falls under positional preaching, right? So, so the position is first. He lets us know where we, who we are in Christ. Yeah. Everything uh, the Lord has done for us, uh, where we stand, all the gifts, uh, all the privileges that we have in in Christ, and then He goes from there to now that you're now that you're in this place, you're to behave like this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I would agree with with that um, with that notion that 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 is the uh, more effective way to present the Word of God. It's positional, like positional first. This is yeah. who you are. Mm-hmm. This is who God says you are. Now you behave this way rather than, you know, behave this way so you can be a son of God, right? Yeah. Like, so, yeah. so I think I think to some degree our, our, uh, a, a lot of people have it reversed. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. All right, my next question is, do you personally, do you study the Bible every single day? And uh, No. Not, 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 not at the present moment. Shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that, like, I was thinking about this question uh, when when you sent it to me. I was thinking like, there have there has been a time I would say 2017, 18, I studied the Bible every day, like every single day I studied the Bible. Not because you know I'm this super Christian, but my my work schedule was a lot different. Yeah, I went into work at 8:30 in the morning at that time, so 
even if I went to sleep 12 midnight, I would get six hours of sleep. That's enough for me. Yeah. I would get up, I would drink a cup of coffee and I would spend, I would get up maybe like at five 30 and I would spend at least an hour in the word and I would drink coffee, study the word, um, pray before I left, uh, home and then go to work. And then, so, so I, I studied the Bible almost every day. Now, now my schedule is a lot different. Um, I have a lot more responsibilities. I, I don't get to study the word of God every day, but I do think uh, if you can, I don't see why not. You know, it's, yeah. it's, um, it's a good practice. I, I, I've, I've actually done it every day. And, um, but if you can't, I mean, I, I know teachers that I listen to that, like they even say they don't study every yeah. day, you know, it's, yeah. it's difficult. You know, I understand like there's single parents and people got busy schedules and, and they work long hours, stuff like that. And, but uh, I, I, I don't think you're uh, doing wrong or right. better than other people, whether you study every day or you don't. Yeah. But you should study. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I think even in my personal life, I don't study every day. Um, what I do is I'll read a chapter every day or at least try to, you know, if not, I'll read at least a verse a day. And what I'll do is I'll just pray, you know, I'll pray about it and be like, Lord, just speak to my heart about this verse. Help me to live it. Mm hmm. Uh, what I'll do is I'll study me personally. What I'll do is I'll study for connect group to teach um, either on Thursday nights or on Monday nights. But then for my own personal time on Saturdays, when I get home about noon, I'll spend some time studying the word. Right. And I'll spend maybe 30, 45 minutes, an hour studying. And that'll be my study time. Just me and the Lord where I'm just kind of dwelling on the scripture and just seeking to understand it. But I, I would, you know, I would encourage people at least maybe once a week, you know, eventually get to once once or twice a week to study the word. And like you said, if your schedule allows you to, to, to start studying on a consistent basis. But, you know, I, I don't I don't look at it like a, a legalistic way, like you were speaking about a little while ago to where every single person should study for two hours every day. And then you pray two hours. And then, <laughs> you know, I think if, if you're obviously everybody's very busy, you know, it's, it's very difficult to even read a chapter sometimes, you know. So I would encourage people to at least read a chapter and just pray. And and even throughout the day, what I'll do is I'll go back to that chapter and I'll read it again in a different translation. And I'll just kind of review it again and just keep praying about it throughout the day. Right. That's just what I do in my own personal time. Um, my next question is, would you give a step-by-step -step kind of process on how you study the Bible in your own time? Sure. Um, so me personally, I, I try to study at least two to three times a week. Um, so when I do study, I I do have a study Bible. Uh, I've, I've shared this with you before. I've uh, told my kids that, you know, stay away from a study Bible until you've read the Bible completely through. Yeah. Just with the Bible. Right. Just just with, just with the words on the page. Uh, but but I have a study Bible. So I open up my Bible I have, uh, I, I actually use the, what is it? It's the Bible, BibleStudyTools.com. Yeah. And I use their Greek concordance. I, ha I have a physical Greek concordance. It's a, the Greek lexicon. Uh, that's just basically a, a, a standard uh, Greek concordance. Uh, and, and, and I also have a Hebrew one. Uh, so they're, they're just standard. Uh, lexicon is just a, a, a book of all the Greek words and, references on uh, how we understand this word in the Bible to mean what what it means based on other uh, Greek or Hebrew writings of that time, uh, mainly Greek. There wasn't really a lot of Hebrew, but 
uh, mainly Greek, like other Greek writers like Homer and stuff like that. So that's how we identify that these, you know, that the words that we're reading are actually, you know, uh, they mean what they mean because it, it, the setting they're in, stuff like that. So I'll, I'll use that. I actually have a physical lexicon, but I, I don't really use it much. I use the, the the Bible study tools app. I think it's a good app personally because it does give you those references. It, it doesn't just tell you this is what it means. Just take it for yeah. for what we're saying, right? Uh, so it, it gives you references on uh, 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 other Greek writings, other Greek literature that the same words were used in. So I use that. I, I, I use a study Bible that has references in it. So I could basically uh, interpret what I'm studying by other passages in scripture before I go anywhere else. Um, commentaries are good. There's um, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, good commentators out there. I personally, I, I, I use the MacArthur commentary. Uh, I don't I don't hold to all the same views as as MacArthur, but I but I I do uh, adhere to to a lot of it. Um, so I mean, there's there's a lot of good uh, com, uh, com commentaries out there. But uh, step by step, I would open up the word. So if I'm studying a, a, a certain section, a passage, uh, I, I teach this to my, my children as well. Is I tell them I, I come to a, a passage. It's either in my one of my devotions or just in my in in my reading, and and I'll study one one section out of a chapter because our our Bibles are broken down in sections. So I'll study a section maybe uh, six to ten verses, and I'll read the the. 10 verses after i read the 10 verses i'll sit back and i'll i'll, I'll recite to myself an overview of of that section what's going on here right uh what like uh sequentially like what what uh chronologically what what is this section speaking about what is he saying uh what what's the issue what's the uh implication like so basically an overview a summary in my mind of what's going on there and as i do that as I sit back and I do that, because I believe, and I'm sure you would agree, that the word is spirit, right? Yeah. All scripture is God breathed, right? So the word is spirit. So even though I'm sitting back and I'm using these methods uh, intellectually, as I'm doing this, the spirit is working within me. Yeah. As I'm as I'm asking myself, what's going on mm -hmm. in this section? What's going on in these ten verses? And I start rehearsing it in my mind. That's when I believe the Holy Spirit starts to minister to me, just just in the overview. After I'm done with an overview, maybe a couple of minutes, I'll spend, you know, asking myself what's going on here without actually looking at the verses. I, I sit back and I'm thinking in my mind what's going on in this section. I'll write down my thoughts of what I think is going on here, uh, the, the main theme, the main thrust of the, of the section, what's going on here. After I'm done with that, then I'll go back and I'll go verse by verse if I'm studying it. And as I go verse by verse, if there if there's a certain verse that's that's kind of meaty, kind of filled with uh, uh, wonder. Yeah, I would say. Then I'll then I'll look at references. Yeah. So I'll look at other texts that uh, speak of a similar this similar concept, just so I could understand it more. So I can break down that verse. So so I'll, I'll use the references first, and I'll do that with the whole section. When I'm done with the section, and by that time I have a bunch of notes, I'm writing down stuff, uh, and when I'm done doing that, then if there's certain words that stand out to me that are kind of difficult for me to understand and 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 I kind of have an idea that maybe the Greek or the original language has a, a, a it might have a, a different meaning or a deeper meaning, then I'll underline those words. Mm -hmm. 
And so in the end, I'll go back and then I'll look at certain words that stood out to me that I think that have a, a more profound or deeper understanding, right? So I'll go back and I'll look at the original languages. And through that whole process, like 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 I said just right now, like through that whole process, like for all that, I, I forgot to mention before all that, when I open up my Bible and I know what I'm studying, I'll pray. Yeah. And I think this is vital because we're talking about being puffed up in knowledge, right? Yeah. So for a guy like me, I'll, I'll share with your listeners, like for a guy like me, when I pray, maybe because my faith is so small, I pray very, um, very bluntly. Lord, be the only spirit in my in this home. Yeah. You know, uh, drive out any other any other spirit besides yours. Drive it out so that I'm not distracted and, and talk to me. Let your, you know, use your word to, to, to talk to your son. Right. And and then and then and then I'll start studying for the simple fact that the whole goal is to hear from the Lord. Right. The whole goal is to know him through his word, that the Holy Spirit would would cut away at those dead things in my life. Right. Yeah. I'm not there to break down these verses just so I can say I have it all memorized. You know, I understand the original language, understand the historical context. I understand uh, the, the, the genre and all that stuff. All those things are great tools. And great methods, but it, but if we're not using them to hear from God personally, then they're worth nothing. Like yeah. we, we discussed earlier. So one last thing is like the the the, the scripture says in uh, Ephesians six that that the word is the is the sword of the spirit, right? A lot of people misquote that and they say that the that the word is my sword, right? And I guess to a, a, a degree, it is your sword, right? The word of God is your weapon, but. Specifically, the Bible says that the that that the word is the is the sword of the spirit, and the spirit is the Holy Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I when I when I came across that, that verse one time as I was studying it, it, it jumped out to me that the, the word of God is primarily the spirit's weapon, not mine. So it's like me putting a scalpel into the hand of a surgeon, and the surgeon cuts away That's good. <laughs> at the at the dead things in my life. So. And I say that because that's the goal of study. Yeah. As, as Just like I mentioned, all these methods, these methods are worth nothing if the Holy Spirit is not ministering to me. And so that's my goal. Yeah. I'm thinking and pondering and meditating on these truths that I'm studying and looking at different references, looking at the original language as I'm doing all this. Through that whole process, the Holy Spirit is ministering to me. He's speaking specifically into my life. And he's, and he's, he's leading me. He's he's showing me things to come, or or he's he's convicting me, or rebuking me, or encouraging me, right? So that's how I study, and that's the goal, right? Yeah, that's that's the goal of it. Yeah, that's really good. Now, would you say that? So so I'm going to make this statement. So when when I study the Bible, what I do is I don't jump right away from reading the text into application. I, my belief is you have to earn the application, right? So you have to you know, you have to, you have to do the work. You have to find out who's speaking. Like you mentioned, who's speaking, who's writing this? What's the issue behind the scripture? What type of genre is it? You know, what's going on? Who are they writing to? Why are they writing it? You know, you kind of have to earn your way to application. So my, my belief is, is it's very easy to just read the text and be like, well, this is what it means. This is what the Holy Spirit's telling me, you know, but you don't, we don't earn that though. You have to work to, to truly understand what the Holy Spirit is is saying through that passage of Scripture. Would you agree with that? Um, if I understand you correctly, I, I, I would agree with it. Uh, so that, that that's the same for me. Like as I'm studying, 
as I'm digging into all, all the things you just spoke of, that's when the Holy Spirit, like you said, when we do the work, that's when he really specifically speaks into my life. He, he takes that passage and he uses it to confront something in me yeah. or to expose or to to shine a light on something. Uh, right. And, and so when the, when the spirit of God does that and in, 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 I'll speak for myself in me, automatically I know what I'm to do. Automatically the application comes. Like I like 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 I know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to wait. I'm supposed to abide. I'm I'm supposed to pray, and and you know and, and be consistent in my prayer, right? Like if I'm if I'm reading a passage on prayer, right? Like, and it's easy to know. Okay, I'm I'm reading a passage on prayer. I should be praying, but there's there's more uh, there's more depth to that. Yeah. Right. And 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 so you know what comes to my mind right now is I think it's in Luke, and I don't want to misquote it, but it's in Luke. I think six. I'm not 100 sure, but Jesus says, when, when I return to the earth, will I find faith? And so in that context, he's talking about prayer. He's saying, when I return, will people be praying? Right? So when I read that one day, I, I, I immediately, I, I knew the application. Like, dude, you got to start praying more. Like, you, you, you might be a good morning prayer guy. You're, 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 you're a morning warrior. You get up and you got coffee and you got the word of God and you, and you pray well. But in the night, you're, you're, you're weak. Right? You're, you're soft. Like, and, and so that's what I heard. So um, I, I again, I would just add that yeah, yes, I, I do agree with the idea. Like, and but I would also add that I think people have different giftings, right? Yeah. So I know people that they don't study, you know, verbatim the way that I do, right. or the way that you might, right? right? But they do study, and they just have a different approach. Like uh, they, they're they're deep thinkers. But they don't they don't really get into the underlying grammar, context, but they sit there and my definition of meditation is focused thought, right? Yeah. That's that's the, the, the most simplistic definition of meditation is focusing your thought on the word of God, right? N- not not focusing your thought on you know your issues and how to work through them, but focusing your thoughts on the word of God. And then as you focus your thoughts on that. The word of God begins to direct you on how to work through your own personal issues in your life, right? Yeah, yeah. And so that's where I think the energy comes from. But not everybody uh, studies the same. Like I know people that they think about the word a lot. They sit there, but they don't, you know, they don't underline passages or phrases yeah. like I do. They don't look up uh, certain grammar like I do. Like um, I think that it would it, it would it would benefit them even more if they did personally. But but I don't think that they have to necessarily to study the word of God as long as they're giving priority to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, um, you know, they're not speaking authoritatively about things they don't really know. Like if they don't know the historical context and they shouldn't even mention it. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So so I think some people they study and they don't they don't they're not trying to speak of the historical context. But they do study and they do receive and they are, you know, edified through through the word. It's just it's just a, a different gifting, right? They're not into the, the word and stuff like that. They're they're more um, just deep thinkers, I would say. Yeah. Like more, I guess I don't, I don't even know the word. For it. <laughs> <laughs> and I yeah, and I agree with that. I think there's different giftings, you know. I think there is, uh, and we can all benefit from each other, you know. And I kind of spoke about that in the last episode, you know, that the church is the body of Christ. So the foot can never look at the the hand and say, "Hey, I don't need you," 
or you know the the hand look at the nose and say i don't need you we all need each other not everybody is a teacher not everybody studies the same way i do or the same way you do but i think we can all benefit from each other you know i know that there are certain people in the church who have the gift of giving or the gift of faith and that gift to be honest with you i and i don't really see myself as having or you know being great in those gifts you know but I know that I can benefit from somebody who has those gifts, you know. Right. So I think just this receiving of one another's gifting and, and not shutting anyone down who's different from us is good. But just uh, growing from each other's giftings is a, is a benefit to the church. I do want to go back and, and just kind of uh, talk about again what you just mentioned, though, when it comes to application. So I believe that God uses a passage of scripture. He can use one scripture and speak to many different people in many ways. Right. You know, let's say I read John three sixteen, and there's, you know, it, you know, the scripture speaks to me how the Lord, how God has sent his only son, his only begotten son for me. And I, what my belief is the application, God can use it in many ways, but the meaning, there's only one meaning. Right. You know, so the application is not authoritative, like you mentioned, right? Right. So for me to say, this is what the verse means to me. So it's going to mean the same thing to every single one of you as well. Like I would say that that's not a, that's not really a good thing to say. Would you agree with that? I, I I do agree with that, and and I and I teach my children that like, and I think me and you had this discussion before. Like, so the application, in my just personal opinion, is it, it, it can be broad, like yes. you said, right? Because mm -hmm. everybody has different struggles, different personalities, right? Different set of personal issues. So the application could be broad, but the meaning cannot be broad, right? It, it, in, in, in my opinion, it, it, it just can't. Then the whole structure of the the uniformity of scripture loses its integrity. Yeah. Because there's one narrative there, right? And we would all agree with that. And I know this sound this might sound a little bit um, lofty because the words like I'm using, but what I'm saying is like the 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 Bible is one story, right? So when we start interpreting verses differently and and propagating those as authoritative, then the the uniformity of the narrative of the story of scripture loses its integrity. Yeah. So so like you said, I agree that like I, I've read certain passages, I know that explicitly that's not what it means. But I, I've I've had the Holy Spirit personally speak something into my life through the passage, and I'll give you an example, like in um. I think it's also in Luke where, where Jesus sends his uh, disciples on the water. The storm rises up. Right. You know, we, 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 we're all familiar with that story. The storm rises up. The Bible says that he launched them out in the, in the NASB, right? It says that he launched them out, that they know that they launched out. They launched out, and then suddenly a, a tempest arose on the sea, right? Jesus was asleep. His disciples are freaking out, right? So we know that that, that is... Uh, when, when, when we get down to the meaning of, of, of that whole passage, of that, of that whole section, that whole story is that Jesus was testing his disciples. They, they just seen him do a, a great work, feeding a bunch of people, doing, the, doing all these miracles. And then they launch out on the sea and he wanted to see if they, they believed in him. They just saw him feed all these people. And then they go on the sea and they start freaking out, right? They, the yeah. storm comes, they're, they're losing it. So that was a test for his disciples. And, and, and we understand that that that's the main thrust of that narrative, right? But on a personal level, that same narrative, we know what it means um, specifically, but that same narrative can speak to somebody else who maybe started a new job. They got they they they, they got launched out. The, 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 the Lord opened up this door for them, yeah. right? 
Now they're at this job, they're having a hard time at this job, and they see themselves as, as the disciples. I'm freaking out. I don't know if I should have took this job. Lord, you know, yeah. wake up, right? <laughs> and so if, if we're not careful, there are some teachers that will come and say, no, 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 you can't, you can't receive it like that. that yeah. That's absurd, in my opinion. Yeah. That's absurd because you're you're literally de- uh, putting a damper on what the Holy Spirit is doing in that uh, individual's personal life. But like you said, that individual shouldn't get behind the pulpit and start teaching that this narrative is about when you get a job. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. so he, he he shouldn't start teaching that authoritatively, yeah. right? We we have to stick to the the main uh, narrative in in the Bible. And let the Holy Spirit do yeah. his his work in, in people's life in, in, a, in a variety of ways. Yeah. And in the scripture, like you mentioned earlier, the scripture is God breathed. It's a, it's inspired by the Spirit of God. You know, so this is the thing that I do, is this is the reason why I try to search for what the author intended the scripture to mean, right? Because it's inspired. It's inspired right. by the Spirit of God. So whatever Paul meant when he wrote that scripture is what the Holy Spirit meant. Right. Would you agree with that? Yes. So so when I study the scripture, that's the very first thing I want to go to. What did he mean? What is he talking about? When he's writing this, is he talking to a guy in 2020 and uh, you know who works at a you know in an office and he sits in a in a clerical desk and you know he's faxing papers all day or is, or is he <laughs> speaking to the church in Corinth in 67 AD, you know? Right. So the goal is to my belief, and I know some people might disagree with it, and I think it's okay to disagree with it, but my belief is our goal is to to take the modern reader to biblical times and to start from there and then work back. Right. You know, to, to get to get to the meaning, to get to what, what was going on at that time period, and then understand that completely and then take it back with us. Right. Would you agree with that? I, I do agree with that for the for the most part. I, I, I would add there's there's a, like the, the the I think where we where we get um, kind of uh, perplexed in is that it's hard for us to sometimes tell when the preacher is editorializing, where he's just giving his his commentary, right? Yeah. So I, I I agree with you that we should teach what it meant at that time, and I think from there we could editorialize, like you know you we, you can take that into your own personal life and give a, a short testimony on yeah. something that helps the listener uh, relate to that, right? In, in, in modern times. I think uh, a lot of people get uh, tripped up when they hear a pastor or teacher editorializing, but they, but they can't discern that, you know, they, they, they don't under, they, they, it's hard for them to, to divide that he's actually just, you know, giving his commentary now on, on the text. And so a lot of people will get turned off by that. Oh, yeah. he, he's, he's he's making the word modern and he, he's 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 uh, he's watering it down, right? And I think we do have to be careful because there are people that do that, right? Uh, I, I've I've listened to some people do that, like literally, uh, like in person, right? Uh, and I didn't know it at the time, but uh, you know, like I said, as 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 I studied the Word of God on my own, then I, I kind of you know stopped listening to certain uh, people and stuff like that, but. But but I do think we have to have balance there. Like we, yeah. we you know we don't want to be so rigid where we don't give the the teacher or the pastor room to editorialize, right? And 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 and, and we shouldn't be so quick to. Uh, I mean, just in my opinion, like we shouldn't be so quick to comment before we actually uh, 
ask the Lord, like, Lord, you know, was that right? You know, was that, yeah. was that, was that aligned with, with, with that certain text? Um, and so that, that's, so I, I, I do agree. And I would just add that, yeah. you know, just for the sake of people that are uh, new, maybe they're listening. Yeah. You know? And it's a lot harder for them to, to yeah. discern that. So, so I guess just another way of saying it is, so what you're saying is you would say that it's good for somebody to explain the text of scripture, but also make it easy to understand uh, or also make it easy for people to understand the application of it. So I should be able to sit in a sermon and grab something and say, oh, I, I, t- I, I can practically do that. Yeah. And at the same time, I, I understand what Paul was saying in that text. Would you agree with that? So a balance to both. Yes. To where it's not just my opinion showering the sermon, you know, right. and my thoughts and my own uh, bias presuppositions that are just covering the, the passage. But as I'm explaining the passage, you know, explaining, hey, this is what it could mean to you. This is how you could practically live this verse. Would you would you would you say that that's a good uh, explanation? Yeah, I would. I, I would say that's a, a good explanation. I, I think that the extreme of that is is where you you know you have certain uh, churches, and this is not to bash nobody, but I've I've worked with uh, different denomination uh, uh, people from other uh, denominations and. And they're, you know, they they're very legalistic when it comes to the way women dress or yeah. the type of music that we that we play, the type of instruments that we play. Like so, so the in in my view, like the reason that there is that disconnect for some of those den- denominations is because they don't know how to uh, understand what it means. They just read it for what it's saying. Yeah, you know, you 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 shouldn't have women with braids, right? And so none of the women ever put their hair in a braid ever because it's sinful right like yeah and 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 so like you said it's it's like what 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 did he mean when he said that right who was he speaking to right and so i think if we're going to do a good job of of uh of application i i I agree we do have to start with what did he mean when he was saying that who was he speaking to right he and, and 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 in that particular in my view in that particular section with women not wearing braids he's speaking to women who dress like prostitutes yeah right so 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 if we uh if we understand that that's what he meant that women shouldn't dress in a promiscuous way it doesn't mean that women can't wear braids it was that in, in that time yeah prostitutes braided their hair that was like a that, that was a custom for them that doesn't mean that in the 21st century if you have a braid in your hair you're going to hell <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so and so that's where I think like the application, it's hard, right? It's yeah. hard to get to the application if we're not properly understanding what the writer meant, whoever it was, yeah. what the spirit meant, like you said, when he wrote it, right? And then we can draw from that, like, what is the meaning of this verse rather than what it's saying, right? Because sometimes what it said, sometimes what it means is a lot different from what it says. Like like I mentioned with the braids and stuff like that, he doesn't, in, in, in my in, in my view, he's not specifically saying women cannot braid their hair, right? Right. So I so I, I I do agree with that. Yeah, and I think that was a great note to end on. Honestly, is there any other closing thoughts you want to give uh, when it comes to studying the Bible? Any advice you want to give to anyone within a few minutes? <laughs> I would just say that lastly, just uh, get familiar with the content of the Bible first. I, I think in in our day and age, like we have a lot of great teachers on. On podcasts, uh, these type of venues, uh, different good teachers, and and they're great. But but I think when when we adhere to a teacher a lot more than we do the Bible, I think that's when you know these 
type of denominational issues arise yeah. and, and people get entangled in them. And we see that even in our day, like just in our in our era, right? We we, yeah. we, we like we see the differences. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think I think that's that's God's will, right? The, the way this denomination, you know, uh, believes this way, and, and I think I think all that works together. It's, it's, it's the Lord's will. But but I also think that. That a lot of that comes from, and we don't really know the content of the Bible. Yeah. So I tell my children, I tell I tell my kids, read the Bible, read the Bible, write down your thoughts. Let 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 the Word minister to you before you get into study Bibles, before you get into commentaries, before you get in, you know, to to, to all these teachers that that we love, and, and and I listen to a lot of teachers as well, like, and 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 I'm edified by them, different denominations, stuff like that, but I don't take their word as Author- authoritative. Yeah, yeah, as authoritative as scripture, right? And 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 because I, I I read the Bible when I first came to Christianity, just through and through. Without, I didn't even know that there was study Bible. I didn't even know that there was commentary. Right? So I just read the Bible like that. Like then I kind of had an idea what was in there. So just get familiar with content first. I, I would say to people that are, that are new and and might be listening is just get familiar with content and, and let the Lord lead you in in different methods and stuff like that. Yeah, that was really good. Well, thanks so much, man. I appreciate you coming on. I'm going to have probably a few more uh, interviews like this just to get some different perspectives when it comes to studying the Bible. And then also I'm going to have uh, a few pastors hopefully on in a couple of weeks. So uh, tune in, take a listen, follow the Instagram for more uh, quotes, uh, content. Thank you guys so much for listening. God bless.